When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. He's Jared Krugar. I'm Alex Stump. Jared, how are you doing on this fine Saturday morning? I am sorry to bring this up, Alex, but can can you bring back the old Alex that had long hair? I'm looking oh, yeah. at you and I don't even recognize <laughs> you through the screen. Yeah, this is this is a different dynamic. You actually have more hair than me probably at the moment. It's pretty close. I know my hair, my hairline is definitely farther back. I don't think I've released this to the to the internet yet. Well, there's a good as chance as any, you know, you got to do it sometime. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet it out here whenever I tweet out the, the link to the podcast. But yeah, that's what happened. Wow, the hot stove got so hot, Alex had to cut, uh, cut his hair. Yes. Yes, it did. But before we talk about stoves and cooking and how hot they are, it was a golden week for a Pittsburgh pirate this week. There we go. There we go. That's a transition right there. Yes. Jacob Stallings gold glove catcher. Very, very well-deserved. Not a surprise. We all saw this one coming. Like out of all the award season, I think this was probably the most predictable, <laughs> even going to like silver sluggers and stuff like there just wasn't an, a national league catcher that was really in his stratosphere this year. He's got a decent shot at a platinum glove too, even though that's fan votes and you know, that's a lot <laughs> more open to variable, but it's a very well-deserved award. It's the award that he said, you know, he joked, like, I didn't know if I would hit well enough, you know, as a kid to ever be in the major leagues. But if I did, oh, you know, I could probably win a gold glove. That's the award I could probably win. So a great story about that. I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I'm going to talk a lot about this in a little bit. But first, I just want to congratulate Jacob Stallings for that award. And I, I'll give the floor to you for a little bit because i'm gonna rant here for a little bit no i mean it's a great award obviously you know defense wins championships and you know the the pillar and the the keystone to the pirates defense is a catcher and when you have when you have the streak that he had with pass balls and and really being able to call the game and catch a game and and really you know we talk about framing pitches all the time just the overall body of work um you know it's you're you're one of the only you are the only player other than a pitcher that is involved in every single pitch of every single game and you know to be able to maintain that level uh defensively is is impressive and you know what when he came up i if you would have said hey this jacob Stallings cat is going to be a stud he's going to be in the majors for a couple years and and really turn some heads defensively people would have been like 
who the hell is Jacob Sollings? And now he's making a name for himself. This gold glove is something he'll have forever. Obviously, he gets that gold patch now every time he puts his glove on. Um, so it's it's a, it's exciting to see. And for a guy as good as Jacob Stallings, as a human being, I think it makes it even uh, even more worth it. Yeah, genuinely good dude. Uh, I'll second that right there. Interesting tweet thread this week by Scott Bush, who is the CEO of Sabre. And for those of you who don't know, Sabre's defensive index counts for 25% of the gold glove vote. 75% of it is coach vote, but 25% is statistical. Makes it justifiable, makes it so there aren't any egregious, you know, this guy was really good and he didn't even get a nomination type of deal. But he, gave, he had a really good thread. You could find it. I retweeted part of it on my, uh, on my feed, and you can find it on Twitter, where he talks about how two years ago after the 2019 season, he unexpectedly got a call from Jacob Stallings. He was like, hey, you know, how close was I on the statistical side for up there? And they had a conversation. He ends the tweet thread by going, quote, it seemed clear the Pirates had not given him a lot of feedback, something that has likely changed with the new regime. I've been rooting for Stallings to win a gold glove ever since. It's really impressive to see a player who is naturally curious put in the work and get results. <clears throat> I will second that, <laughs> the, or really emphasize that it seemed clear the Pirates have not given him a lot of feedback because I cannot stress this enough. Jacob Stallings' gold glove is because Jacob Stallings went rogue at, at the major league level. And it wasn't until 2019, whenever he had an extended look that he's like, okay, how do I become an extended look in the majors? He had a chance of like, okay, how do I become a better catcher? How do I become someone who's not going to just be bouncing between AAA and the majors on the waiver wire all the time. Part of that was framing. And that was something that the pirates, we say this so often, for the Neil Huntington era, really good at identification of talent, identification of skills, but very bad at developing them. We wouldn't be talking about, you know, they, they identified pitch framing is something that our catchers need to do. They found Russell Martin. They found Francisco Cervelli. They could not develop pitch framing at all because they had no idea how to do it. And the only reason they eventually figured out something was because Jacob Stallings and Jordan Comedina, the bullpen catcher, they went rogue. Jacob Stallings talked to people that he trusted, that he wanted to emulate. Jordan Comedina would, you know, talk to other bullpen catchers, would get behind the scenes stuff. They would figure stuff out through there. They developed this weighted ball program that really worked. And not Jacob Stallings isn't a gold glover only because of his pitch framing, but his pitch framing played a big role from him to go from, you know, quad A guy to major league starter. And whenever that happened, all the other things that Jacob Stallings does well on defense started to build up. Also, we got to see more of the no pass balls over the course of a whole season. Last time that happened in as many innings as he caught was Johnny bench in the seventies. You know, he was really good at blocking pitches. He has a decent enough arm. He's good at calling a game and managing a pitching staff. It's there are a lot of parts that Jacob Stallings did well. He 
if he did not have that drive, that willingness to experiment, that willingness to go above and beyond, he would have just flamed out. This is a guy who was pretty much forever, every step of the way coming up through the minor leagues, backing up Elias Diaz the entire time. He finally got to take that job in the major leagues, became a starter basically because he became the personal catcher to over half of the rotation and by extension kind of became a starter that way. The Pirates do this better now. That program that Comedita and Stallings came up with, part of that is implemented to all levels of the coaching program. Glenn Sherlock is a very good catching coach that they brought in for this aspect also, on top of other duties, but that was part of the reason why they were drawn to him. They're doing better at the development part of it now. They really didn't know how to do it in the old regime, and it's just another case of how player development failed in the past, how it's getting better now, and why it's getting better now. It's getting better now because of the reasons that Sherrington has said all along, that we have to be willing to learn. We have to be willing to get better. We have to be willing to do things that maybe make people a bit uncomfortable, challenge them, but hope that the end result is good. It definitely was with Jacob Stallings. That gold glove is well-deserved. He deserves to have that next to his name on that baseball reference page for the end of time. No, and you mentioned that the, team, the, the old regime could identify talent like nobody's business. It was just developing yes. that. So this is a perfect pivot point uh, to take our first break, and we'll talk about a guy that the old regime acquired via trade who is now the talk of the trade circle in the hot stove season when we come back after this break on the Pirates podcast to be late. Alex Stump. Alex, it's Brian Reynolds' trade season. Already? Let's... Yes. Because what I, else we, is there to talk We just about? wrapped up the old Brian Reynolds' trade season. Ah, uh, yes. Because why would we ever, ever, ever want to, you know, get rid of that idea? Yeah. Yeah. Well... It's going to be inevitable. It's remember for years we heard the the Chris Archer trade rumors, even whenever there wasn't even a ton of Chris Archer was really on the market type of deal for the race. It would take just a humongous package for him to get traded. Well, and then that humongous package happened, and I can't remember, you know, any of the following details after that. But that's where everything stands with Brian Reynolds. Look. John Morosi tweeted out that the Yankees, the Mariners have expressed interest. He wasn't the only reporter from the GM meetings to float that out there that, hey, you know, they kind of, everyone likes Brian Reynolds. And why wouldn't they? Here's a guy who's under team control for four more years, is a damn good baseball player, was nominated for a gold glove and a silver slugger, well-deserved easily top 10 position players in the national league right now. I don't think you can really make a case against that. So yeah, of course he is going to be 
on the perceived trade market for a team that isn't going to be competitive in 2022. Maybe not 100 losses like in 2021, but optimistically, this team is win 70 or 70 something in 2022. They are not going to be a competitive bunch. So whenever you see that, it's like, oh, so Reynolds, of course, would be on the trade market. And of course, teams are going to inquire. And every single time a team inquires, it's going to get picked up at some point. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, I, I put this in Insider. So read it there. Atlanta made a big push for him at the trade deadline. And... Despite offering what I, I never had to confirm, so I'm not going to say what the reported package was, but it, it was a big centered around some big guys, some big prospects around there. And, you know, nothing really came of it. We never even got a, hey, Pirates, Braves talks are heating up. You know, Brian Reynolds might be going to Atlanta. Never got that. And that was a team that was looking for every outfielder they could possibly get. They won that World Series because they rebuilt that outfield. They wanted Brian Reynolds to be in the center of it. They were willing to give up a lot or at least discussed the possibility of giving up a lot to make it happen. It didn't happen. So if that's the case, like, what, what changed now? What changed now that it's going to be Brian Reynolds is on the market? Nothing has changed. The offseason just got started. No one is going to meet this humongous asking price whenever there's a Chris Taylor or a Starling Marte on the market just for free agent signings. Why are we doing this already? It's not going to happen in November. What do you mean? Why, why it's wouldn't not. it? It's not going to happen at all. Let's be real. Brian Reynolds is a guy you can build this program and this organization around. He is the center fielder of the future. And honestly, if I'm the Pirates, I'm extending him. I understand that he's under team control. Extend him. Prove that you are in it to win it. And the first person you start with, to me, is Brian Reynolds. He is a guy that's going to be a silver slugger, gold glover type guy for the years to come. His hands, his feet. He's a five-tool guy from both sides of the plate. He's got everything that you want and need out of a center fielder and out of a guy that you want to build your organization around, you know, and he's durable. He has, you know, knock on wood, avoided the injury bug for the most part. Um, but since he came over with Kyle Crick and the McCutcheon trade, he's been nothing sort of, and, and think about that. He came over and it wasn't, you know, it was like, okay, Brian Reynolds, but then he starts in Altoona and, and I'll never forget this and talking with Michael Ryan, the old Altoona curve manager, He's like, this dude's going to be in the majors for a long time. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, his hands, everything about him just flies to the baseball. And then you take a look at him playing, and it's like, oh, yeah, this has really, really got it. a really good chance um, to be something special. And lo and behold, it has. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot – the Reynolds extension, let's just go down that rabbit hole here. If, if he's not going to be traded anytime soon, just to – put a bow on that if Brian Reynolds gets traded the return is going to be absolutely so massive that you're not going to care that Brian Reynolds just got traded that's the trade-off there but extend him this is a team that won't show teeth in 2022 but they could in 2023 they could in 2024 I think 2024 this team is going to compete for a playoff spot if things go as planned 
with a lot of these guys coming up. Ryan Reynolds is a free agent after the 2025 season. So it's kind of a, well, if things don't go in 2024 and you don't make the playoffs, all of a sudden you got your perceived best player or one of your, one of your very best, you know, if like someone like Cruz or Hayes somehow overtakes him as the best, do you want that guy to be hitting the market in 2020 after the 2025 season? Do you trade him now just so you don't lose him away? If you do, you're, you know, sabotaging a bit of this, you know, getting ready to go as things are finally heating up. So extend him. Like Reynolds said a couple times this season, you know, that he was interested in the idea. He likes playing in Pittsburgh. He doesn't want to go anywhere right now. I don't know. Let's see what happens there. I think if they worked out a deal that was five years, 70 something million, maybe an option to make it at even 100, that would be an, a nice way to go about it. Buy out two of those years of free agency, make the largest contracts in Pirates history. That would definitely, you know, you shut up at least a little portion of, oh, they never spend. It's hard to spin, you know, largest contract ever given out in franchise history in a negative way other than, oh, my God, the largest contract this franchise has ever given out was 20 over 20 years ago to Jason Kendall. That's embarrassing. Besides that, wow. Six years, 60 million. $60 million is the largest contract this organization has ever given out in guaranteed money. I don't count Kutch getting his option picked up and then getting traded. Really is a way to (laughs) counteract that. But yeah, it's the smallest ever for a franchise. Them and the athletics, though. It's it's not good. Invest some money into the team. He's the type of guy. Brian Hayes is the type of guy. And, hey, if, you, if they go into spring training 2022 with Brian Reynolds locked up and some sort of, you know, legitimate veterans, you know, brought in, even if they're on a short-year deals, and we're talking like a Yoshi, uh, a, someone like a Tyler Anderson, Mm-hmm. Build, build a good core, good, good foundation for those young kids so whenever they do come up, they know that there is some sort of support level up at the major league, up at the major leagues for them. Yeah, I mean, you have to prove that you believe in your players and you believe in that by extending them and believing in their abilities. You can't keep rebuilding or reloading every year. It's just not sustainable. Whether the, and, and, and if you want to do that, that's fine, but you're just going to be in this constant purgatory where you're good once every four or five years, and then boom. I mean, let's be real. They got rid of McCutcheon, and and you know what? At the time, it seemed like a really good idea, it, and, and it wasn't really that amicable. It is what it is. You trade Neil Walker for John Yeast, oh, my God. Ugh, that trade, I think, will always haunt um, Pirates fans, but you – you, if you want people to believe and you want this team to be good, you start with team chemistry. Hey, Brian Reynolds has done what it takes to earn an extension. Extend him. Can Brian yeah. Hayes? Extend him. David Bednar? Extend him. Whatever. If these guys have done what they need to do, extend them. Tell them that you believe in them. And go out there and, and put the best product forward. You know, I will say this with the Kendall with the Kendall money, 
there haven't been very many pirates that have been worthy of that money over the over the years. Um, so there's that. I mean, too. there have been I mean, some that have warranted like Marte Cole. signed a horrible contract. Yes. If Marte had a better, you know, better right. agent, maybe waited another year, he could have gotten six sixty. No, and, and and that's the thing. Easily. They do sign those guys early, like you know, they could have they avoided disaster with Polanco when they signed him the way that uh, as early as they did. Marte, the same thing. You know, it, it's just one of those situations where the circumstances have kind of dictated the market. However, you have guys on the team that are worthy of it. Go out there, sign them, prove that you're in it, not only to the to the guys within the organization, but to the to a fan base that you come close to losing nearly every year. That's, a, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> hey, we're gonna take one more break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to a little more show here of the podcast later. I guess I should say, I just kind of like got the haircut, not to you know, tell like anything, but since it is a good charity, uh, children with hair loss, got the hair, that, that horrible hair that I had, it's going to go to a good cause. So if you guys want to chip in a couple bucks there, they actually don't charge for wigs like some of them. So it does rely more on donations. He's actually telling the truth as far as that goes we really truly just wanted the same haircut as i am however for for <laughs> alex donating his hair i'm growing mine out because it's no shave november four words not that hard um you know uh for for male cancer research um there are a multitude of different sites uh that you can donate to and, and raise money for all worthy causes uh I'm not sure if i've brought this up on this podcast or not I did lose my dad to cancer, cholangiocarcinoma, uh, in 2012. So cancer is uh, near and dear to my heart, as as well as you know the male forms of cancer too. Um, all forms matter. Um, feel free to donate whatever you can to to those worthy causes. It does not go to waste. But you know, let's brighten this up a little bit, Alex. How's it feel? You know, it's starting to get chilly out, and you just lost your layer of warmth. I like. The next day, my first purchase after I got a haircut was a beanie because my head was so cold. Like, I, I got to warm up here. I haven't had hair this short since high school, I want to okay. say. I, I was pretty lazy in high school and had, like, a lot of shorter buzzes. This is kind of where I am right now. I used to have just medium-length hair. Um, and then when I was 15, I made a bet with a buddy of mine that I would get a buzz cut. We would get buzz cuts if our team made it to our, our like middle, like our, our 14, 15 year old, uh, team championship game. We made it and lo and behold, I've had a buzz cut ever since, except for that one phase in college where, <laughs> uh, it's been my headshot for the last, oh, Jesus, uh, eight that's, years that's that's my favorite photo of you man because it is so not you and that's 
I yeah. don't know why you use that as your professional photo, man. Well, that was the only professional photo that I've had that I could use uh, other than what I've got now. So, you know, my, my professional photo was uh, up against a, a white wall at my parents' place. Like you, you, you can fake it. That's the, that's the location of my Twitter photo, not my Twitter photo, my uh, DK Pittsburgh sports photo. Listen, man, you can fake it until you make it or you can just be real and embrace it and just embrace the flow. The hat hair, the everything, man. The fact that websites have let me use that, I think it's on them. It's not on me. It's I'm passing the buck. Accountability goes to the people that actually use it. Now, I will say this. If you have the Robert Morris yearbook from 2013, year that I graduated, there's an infinitely worse picture that you probably should never, not, never have been uh, never seen say? the light, light of day. Because there can't be very many people that have a Robert Morris University. But this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to find that picture. It's the off-season, dog. You don't have anything else to do other than worry about Brian Reynolds' trades anyway. I've got all November now. I'm ready to go. Listen, it's going to be a long ride. now. But you're going to be doing some traveling here pretty soon, correct? Yeah. And we'll save a lot of that as a surprise for next week, but a lot of good coverage is going to come out next week. A lot of what people call about, you know what, let's, we're going to revive young bucks next week. It's going to be all prospect driven. Ooh, that's the reason why I'm here. There we go. There we go. So if you want to catch that episode, you better subscribe wherever you find fine podcast like we have here on the DK Pittsburgh sports podcasting network whether that is Stitcher, Apple, wherever you find it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. We'll talk again next week.